Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Hello, one and all, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. And today we are going to be going on a tangent on something a little bit more unique. Electric cars. It's a thing that's in everybody's mind because, well, more and more governments are starting to politely enforce the regulations that make us so we are eventually probably going to have to buy one of these things. But the question I have is, are they really accomplishing what they advertise? Are they really doing everything they claim to do? Are they really going to save us money? Are they really going to save the environment? Is it really going to be even feasibly possible to handle this type of thing? Now, let's get one thing straight. This is not a diatribe or a anti electric vehicle anything. I think they have extreme advantages, especially when it comes to commuting. Let's face it, not being able to fill up on gas ever is a brilliant thing, especially for short trips. And even for sports cars, I mean, 2,000 horsepower? Hell yeah, I'll take that. But what I'm going to discuss here is, are they really going to be a long-term solution? Is it really going to be the gasoline car killer that everybody claims and what governments are forcing us to believe? So we're going to break it down into three major sections. First one is going to be, we're going to be covering whether it's even feasible. We're going to cover the infrastructure and stuff like that, relating to how much, well, can we even manage to do this? Second is going to be, is it really going to be as cost-friendly? Can we even bring these things down to a reasonable value? I mean, sure, you can buy your Chevy Bolt, a cheap-down piece of crap for $20,000 if it looks like it doesn't blow up in your driveway, but can we get it to a point where we can afford a decent car that isn't $300,000, like a Hummer? And finally, my friends, we are going to discuss... Is it really eco-friendly? Is these cars as eco-friendly as they like to make them out to be? So we're going to break all those down and in, in the end discuss it, whether I agree with it or not, or my opinions on it. And on top of that, we're going to discuss maybe what are some alternatives to electric cars, if it's necessary even. So let's break down the first section, shall we? Let's talk about infrastructure. Let's just talk about charging points for a second. Now, we all know the charging points problems. I mean, everybody knows it takes a shit ton of time to charge these things. I mean, do you really want to be hanging around a gas pump for half an hour? I don't think so. But let's just put that aside. Let's say, let's build a ton of cafes and a shit ton of Costco's by us. And sure, that might be a feasible possibility. And you can quick charge one of these things for a decent amount of mileage for, well, maybe about 20 minutes or so. So, I mean, you're going to do a full charge on this thing, but... I would say for a decent charge in that, you could probably get it in a few minutes. But, let us discuss how many we even need. You see, the problem is, Britain released a um, bit of a bulletin on it. They estimated they would need about 28,000 charging stations in Britain alone to make it so it would be more feasible for a majority of cars to switch electric. Now, that's not all electric, but a majority of them. How many do you think gas stations they have currently in Britain? Uh, about a little over 8,000. Let's say 9. They have about 9,000 gas stations, over 28,000 charging points needed. That's about a three times increase. Now let's take that infrastructure idea and let's apply it to the U.S., shall we? The U.S. has a little over 168,000 gas stations in the U.S. alone. 
That's close to 160, but we'll take the 168 number, shall we? And apply that three times. We're looking at a little over half a million charging points that need to be built. Now, Britain alone would charge almost 52 billion just to build what they're talking about. We're talking about probably estimates closer to about half a billion to that $700 billion. And knowing the government, probably closer to a trillion dollars. And is that even feasible? The fact is, our grid is... It's sufficient for what it is, but it was last updated mm, decades ago. Let's just say, I mean, look at California, for example. They can barely handle the grid they have. I mean, they're banning sometimes certain computers because their power stations simply just can't handle them. I mean, how the hell do you expect to support thousands upon thousands of charging stations in one city alone, charging huge amounts of voltage in cars? That's going to be a majority of the things. The problem is another problem with infrastructure, and it's getting a little bit into the economy, and that we'll discuss it later, but what's powering these things? At the end of the day, we don't have a majority of turbines and solar panels to power these cars. So what is my primary power pollution? Well, we don't exactly have a solution. We're just powering with the same old coal burning, gas burning, and sometimes nuclear power plants we already have. Now, nuclear is clean energy, but we don't want to use that because we has a bit of a stigma surrounding it. But the fact remains is that coal and gas is still the one of the major producers of electricity in the United States. Meaning if you happen to be one of these cars in this area, you'll be seeing a significant decrease in the carbon emissions you're putting out. But we'll get to that in a minute. That's just a problem with the infrastructure of these things now. Uh, we're gonna get into, we can even get into the problems with just the fact is, hell, I mean, you're plugging these into your house. That's gonna cost you a bit eventually. So let's get into the economy of this. Can you afford these? Will they ever be affordable? Well, the simple answer is, in my opinion, not really. Let's face it, cars have been going up in value for years, and electric cars, if you buy a decent sized one, you're looking close to $60,000, $70,000 for one. It's not like you're buying some freaking Escalade for crying out loud. That's just for a like, sedan-looking little hatchback. That's the problem. They're not sustainable, and the problem is, is that they say, well, as technology increases, we will see a decrease in the cost. That is normally true for a car with plenty of bountiful supplies. For example, in a gasoline engine, as you get more efficient, yes, the cost gets driven down because all else you really need is steel, iron, maybe aluminum to produce the engine. You have your engine. Gas is abundant, unless well, Afghanistan decides to cut us off, but it's usually an abundant resource. The problem is, what makes the batteries ain't. There's really only three places we can get these batteries, and we're kind of merging with cost and infrastructure part, but there's really only three places to get this stuff. Where we just bail out of Afghanistan, we won't get into that, but China and South America. Now there's some other points across the globe, but those are the three major suppliers. And we'll get into South America's problems alone, but that's really our only supply option because China, well, we have our issues with them and they don't really allow anybody to mine their materials that isn't getting sent back to China. So we're really left with South America and let's just say one little mine trying to produce all the supply for it, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to go out well. We already predict there's going to be a lithium shortage. Hell, before we even get half the cars electric on, as electric on the road, but we're ignoring that. So the fact is, I don't think these cars are going to go down in cost. And the days of filling up your car for free, well, that's not exactly probably going to happen. As the infrastructure gets more strain on it, and that'll again, all this ties back to the economy, right? But the thing is, as infrastructure gets more strain, we're probably going to see costs go up to charge these things. Meaning, your car that costs maybe, yeah, will take 10 cents to fill up on an electrical charge. Might go up in value after a while. But that's just saying, your car's not going to go down in value. It's not going to go down in cost. 
that's my prediction of it. I could be mistaken, and yes, we could come up with new lithium sources just as we did find new oil sources, but for now, that's the major problem facing it. But finally, we get into the major issue I'm going to discuss. That is, is, is it green as it claims to be? Is it really going to save the polar bears from being fallen to the lake, the ocean, because it's just the Antarctica isn't freaking big enough? Let's face it. Again, I'm not going to get into global warming, but let's just discuss the car itself. Is it as green as it claims to be? Well, there's a few major problems with cars of the electrical sort. That is, well, let's first get into what's even powering these things. As I discussed earlier, major power pollution of pollutions in the United States, uh, that it would be... Well, motor cars rank up there, but it would be shipping and, uh, oh yeah, the, the uh, electrical industry, power supply. Let's face it, we don't really have a solution for it. Yes, we can put up a bazillion turbines and a quadrillion solar panels, but it takes too much time. We're nowhere even near close to the level of sustainability and green energy that we need to be produced to support this kind of infrastructure, which means we would still need to rely on making gas and coal power plants produce even more electricity than they already are doing. They take, sometimes take just enough to, they put a shit ton of greenhouse emissions or whatever they call them, just to power our homes. How the hell do you think they're going to start powering cars while they're at it? That's the issue at hand. We're going to probably see an increase from power plants in green emissions, and yes, while we're going to probably see more green systems being put in place, we're probably also going to see some major problems with, well, coal and gas, natural gas plants end up producing more pollution than we're initially used to. But that's just getting, all right, that's just the power supply problem. But the major supply problem is something a little bit different. And that, my friends, would be, well, the cars themselves. Whether we like to admit it or not, electric cars cost a shit ton more of carbon to produce. We're talking almost four times the normal amount. We're talking cars that, for example, in order to get your car, example of most electric cars, on average, take about 80,000 miles driven in order to actually hit carbon neutral status. Which means if your car gets wrecked or you happen to own a Chevy Bolt and your battery blows up before then, you actually didn't save the planet. You've actually harmed it more. Because we need major materials and mining operations to make this batteries work. Lithium, all that is a shit ton of greenhouse emissions just to produce these freaking things. That's the problem. It takes too much greenhouse emissions to produce electric cars. Lithium batteries alone are doing devastating damage, not only to the rainforest in South Africa, but it's already got a water shortage down there. And we're draining tonnage of gallons just to mine the shit for lithium batteries. And we don't, and we're gonna make more of these things? We barely are, prob we're seeing problems with this come up at 1% of the groups driving electric cars nowadays. What happens when that even hits 50%? Shit, are we just gonna start draining the ocean? I mean, the problem is we don't even take in consideration, yes, we may save the air, but are we doing more damage to the earth while we're at it? The problem is we seem to just ignore that fact though. We just sort of focus on the fact that, well, it saves most people. Yes, yeah, you may be the driving, you may not be putting it out initially, but the problem is just producing the car makes more carbon emissions. It's not that green to me. To me, yes, is it green in the long run? Yeah, I mean, once you hit 8,000 miles, yes, you're probably, you're not putting out any emissions. That's great and dandy. And as things get more green, maybe it will be a permanent solution. But the problem is, to, to lithium alone is doing devastating damage to these areas in the South America that already are pretty much devastated. I mean, if you ever want to see an interesting picture of just how green your vehicle actually is, look up a picture of a lithium mine in South Africa. You know, they just a, a nice gigantic hole in the middle of the rainforest. 
that usually is slowly expanding and taking up more of it, and huge gallons of highly polluted lake with chemicals and acid, which alone are a whole problem I'm going to get into in a minute, just filled with just chemicals and dangerous materials that just destroy more freshwater systems than they already lack. And that's what I'm just going to get into in a second here. Chemicals. The problem is we also have, we don't really have a way to efficiently dispose of these batteries yet, which means as these cars get wrecked or you have no freaking bolt. The fact is, is that, well, we don't have a way to dispose of them. So we're essentially left with highly corrosive battery acid just lying around in massive heaps with no real way to properly dispose of this thing. Yes, and the problem is it's not just a matter of, for example, a car, you drain the fluids and you dump it in the landfill and to be honest, the rust returns to the earth as it naturally came. But it's not the same with an electric car. You can't just dump the car into the, into the ground. It's not going to dissolve. It's going to freaking create a huge batch of dead, molded grass that's just going to die up because it's got huge amounts of battery acid in it. And that's the problem alone. Like, take, for example, in the infrastructure problem and, well, the battery acid problem. You have to say all the cars in New Orleans for during Hurricane Katrina were all electric. All those cars get swept out the sea, and you suddenly you not only have huge amounts of battery acid polluting freshwater lakes, but also the ocean as well. We don't take any of this shit into consideration when making these cars. Now, that's my complaint with cars. I mean, I don't think electric cars are the solution. I do think there is a solution, though. The problem is we choose to ignore it. What is that? It? Well, that it would be e-fuels. Let the people know, probably most people choose to ignore it, most governments as well, is Porsche isn't along with a gas company, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's ExxonMobil, but they're working on an e-fuel that would actually take carbon out of the air and convert it into a fossil fuel that could be reburned and reintroduced in the air. In other words, all you're really doing is you're taking carbon out of the air, burning it in your engine, putting it back in the air. It's a carbon-neutral car because you're just recycling the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. This is done through a truck and something like that. The theory's been around actually since 1970s, and even Audi attempted to produce this a couple years back. The problem is, they didn't get any real backing. Nobody really afforded it, no government really did it. Because the problem is, it's just not a good look. I mean, you're suddenly getting your car and you suddenly hear the rumble of a V8. Oh, that can't be good for the environment. My little zip, zip electric car is better. That's the problem. It's a stigma surrounding gasoline cars. And yes, you have your people claim, well, what about all the, what about oils in that? What about the coolant? Well, let's just say oils. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a natural substance. Before we started mining this stuff, oil would actually come bubbling to the surface. We ran it over with wagon wheels and animals trotted all over it. Yes, it's not good in large amounts, but to be honest, you could dump a decent amount of oil on the lawn. It's not going to do anything to it, really. I said, good, no, I wouldn't suggest you do it. But the fact is, is that its oil is still recyclable as well. And as far as coolant goes, well, guess what? Your electric car takes just as much coolant as a gasoline car. Why? Because you need to cool off gigantic batteries and gigantic electric motors. So, yeah, no, you're not you're not really saving in the coolant category either. At the end of the day, why do I don't e-fuels? I think they're a solution because at the end of the day, imagine this. Let's say that the United States would instantly commit their e-fuel. You suddenly would need to put trillions of billions of dollars into charging stations. You can use the infrastructure you already have because e-fuels can just come out of the gas tank just as every other gas has. And suddenly... Without needing to pay $80,000 for an electric car, without needing to convince people to buy them, without needing to take a slow changeover, instantly, overnight, within a year, you could have every car in the United States of the USA instantly becoming carbon neutral. Imagine that. Now, it's not entirely carbon neutral. So, well, what about the shipping? What about the building of the facilities? But at the end of the day, we're going to take quite just as much, if not 10 times more, just producing the amount of facilities we need to charge these things and these charging stations. At the end of the day, I think e-fuels, if governments would actually invest in this stuff, could see a great, great advantage to it. But the fact is, there's a reason why they're not doing that. Because at the end of the day, electric cars are 
well, they have a sort of advantage, actually, not for the environment or for, for eco-friendly people or the ones trying to save the polar bears and the ice caps. It's the not the government even, actually. Yes, they towed off of it to get their election wins, but it's actually not even that. It's the, the uh, it's actually the car companies benefiting from it. It takes less time, less amount of power, and well, less energy to produce an electric car. In other words, we're just subscribing to the government and to the big businesses, basically selling a shit that really isn't really true, just so they can save a quick buck. If you ask me if really we want to save the environment, just switch to e-fuels. We could still have integrating our electric cars, but at the end of the day, until it becomes a more fossil-removed system where we're not using coal and natural gas to produce it, it's just not a feasible solution to this thing. So, simply put, I condone e-fuel. I think if we could be able to produce this in large quantities, I think it could actually save more of the environment than your electric car could. It means that you have less, these gasoline cars already take less carbon emissions to produce. And on top of that, if your car could run oil or gasoline that didn't use anything, just recycle the carbon in the air, ingenious. We would need to dig up the rainforest and pollute lakes, and we would need to have fine ways to dispose of highly corrosive and dangerous battery acid. We could just simply just pump it into the gas tank as we have in five minutes, get on the road, and we would all be fine and dandy. But like I said, will this ever happen? Uh, probably not. Let's face it, the government is, well, condoning electric vehicles, and they're going to back that to the day they die. Because, well, it's beneficial for Eli Musk and everything else like, to have that thing happen. I think e-fuels are the way to go, ironically. But, like I said, do I think that'll ever happen? No. Unfortunately, it won't. Anyways, now that I've depressed myself into thinking that probably one day I'll have to get rid of my, 19, my 2006 Dodge Charger Daytona, that's a depressing thought, for my little electric pile of crap. Come on, Porsche, develop that e-fuel. Anyways, this has been a drunken car review. I hope you appreciate it. I hope you subscribe to this. And if you don't, well, it's always skin off my nose. If you have any comments about this or have any varying opinions, eh, feel free to leave them if you have them. And also, I'm hoping to start putting this up on YouTube and hopefully I don't get booted off from my extreme points of view on this electric car stuff. But anyways, this has been a drunken car review. I hope you have a wonderful great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye.